0: welcome back to calling all sports this portion of the show is brought to you by sanford health rosenbauer vance thompson vision dakota bank the diamond room and comfort king
1: and welcome back to calling all sports i'm your host mark ovenden with special guest john winkler of kccr in pier and we are joined by kevin marshall of fcs nation kevin how are you
2: Well, guys, I uh, caught the COVID somewhere in Moscow, Idaho, or on the way back, so trying to muddle through. I got not much of a voice today, but there's no bye weeks when you cover FCS football. Only when you play do you get a bye week. (laughs) Well,
1: I am really sorry to hear about that, and uh, I, I suppose with all the places you go and all the people you're around, the odds are a little greater for that kind of thing to happen. I. I wonder myself, I was just at Kyle Field two weeks ago, uh, with 108,099 other fans with me and my son. And, uh, and I was actually, when we got all done with that, I kind of thought to myself, I, I can't believe I, I would make it out of here without getting sick. I mean, we didn't used to think about those things, but life, the world is different these days.
2: Well, there's something in that Sioux Falls water, right? Uh, it's not quite the same thing as in that Butte, Montana water, probably. But uh, but there's something in that water there in Sioux Falls that probably keeps you healthy, Mark.
1: I hope so. Um, tell me about your show. Uh, I was listening on my way up to Minneapolis last Saturday morning, and uh, I, I I was thrilled to have found it on the radio and just intrigued by it. How did you get this whole thing started way back when?
2: Well, I was unmarried at the time, and... I tried a whole bunch to get a national FCS show on the radio in my native state of South Carolina. And all the program directors thought it sounded like a good idea. That was when there were six FCS schools in the Palmetto State uh, before Coastal moved up. and uh, they, But they all said the same thing. That sounds like a great idea, huh. but you know I can put somebody on for an hour to talk about why they like Garnet more than Orange and make money. And of course they could because, you know, Clemson and South Carolina are a very, very large deal in that state. So I picked up, rode a bus from Charleston to Missoula, Montana, got started on the one radio station here and we've grown exponentially from there. It's been a hell of a ride.
1: How many stations are you on now?
2: We're on over 60 now. Wow. So, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's been something that, uh, has been a labor of love. And, you know, look, this is an underserved group of fans. And we all know if you're going to cover this subdivision, you have to get it right because most of the fans are going to know just as much as we do. And, you know, that's just the way it is because the coverage isn't handed to you. You have to do some research to, you know, get on the web to find out things about FCS teams, or you can just listen to FCS nation. But if you don't get it right, the people who know as much as you are never going to tune into you again. So we try to make it entertaining, but that's never going to get in the way of getting the information correct. You know, it's, uh, it's something that we put a lot of effort in and a lot of work in. And I'm very thankful to have brought on Stone Labanowitz as the co-host of the program before last season, because Stone is really plugged in, you know, to guys who have played recently. You know, uh, he's pretty famous up there in the Brookings Sioux Falls area. Because people couldn't believe a guy that short and a hundred and nothing pounds could have almost ended the jackrabbit season, right? And they love the way that he talked and, you know, and so it, it's been a very, very good thing for us to bring Stone on.
1: Kevin Marshall's our guest from FCS Nation, uh, nationwide radio show, as Kevin just said, over 60 stations. John Winkler from KCCR and Pierre is here in the studio with us today and, uh, John's gonna stick throughout the second half of the show because he's fired up about, uh, fcs football john go ahead
3: well so you talked about doing your research too because you know when you think about all the fcs teams and some of the times that they don't get the coverage that uh that the the national networks might do so i'm a guy that's originally from southeast missouri and southeast missouri state i went to college there so now I, i know a lot about south dakota state i know a lot about south dakota and I know a lot about Southeast Missouri State, and you're a guy that can probably talk about all three of those schools with me. And there's probably not a whole lot of people that else that can do that because you you do your research and you know about the Ohio Valley Conference and you know about the Missouri Valley Football Conference.
2: Right, and you know, and also it doesn't hurt that where I live, uh, which is about 30 miles south of Missoula, where they film a lot of the uh, Kevin Costner Yellowstone show. I've got the Grizz right down the road, so I got to see SEMO in the playoffs last year
3: that's right and
2: didn't have to fly across and, and, and didn't have to fly across the country to do so um, so when I was coming up, you know this was before the Jackrabbits or the bison were even in Division one you know I grew up around the Citadel and Citadel football and my family if you're a male since back before the war that's where you go to school hmm. and you know down in and you know down in Charleston the war ain't Korea y'all. You know, so, uh, um, you know, so, the, you know, the Southern Conference was it back then. You know, there were times where it was easier to win the national championship than it was to win the SOCON championship. So, you know, growing up and caring about that and you learned about Montana and Montana State and Southern Illinois, you know, and uh, folks like that. You know, when they had the championship game at Johnson-Haygood Stadium on the campus of the Citadel, you know, they had that for two years. I got to see two national championship games in my formative years. So not only did, you know, my daddy do me what some people would say a disservice and get me hooked on the Citadel when I could have gone to Clemson, right? But he also got me hooked on FCS football, so it's been a lifelong deal for me. And, you know, I enjoy this level. Uh, Most of the guys that play it are guys who you would not mind inviting into your house and having a uh, kitchen table supper with them. You know, uh, money has not ruined it yet, and it's a beautiful thing. We have an actual national champion not who a bunch of scribblers think is good. So I think we have it all, good football, kept in its proper perspective that people are passionate about, and and, and it's something that – it's a niche. I get that. But the people who love it really, really love it.
1: And it's clear that you do. I, I'm going to date myself here, uh, obviously with John, but also with you, Kevin, because I went – I'm a spider, and uh, when I was at University of Richmond – we were in the Southern Conference and we played the Citadel and VMI every year and uh, Barty Smith was our fullback who went to the Packers and Harry Knight was the quarterback. We beat West Virginia with Danny Bugs and we're actually ranked as high as like 13th in the country in the Division 1 not FCS poll, Division 1 poll. That was when uh, a lot of the schools that are now FCS were playing at that higher level and found FCS to be much better for
2: them. Right, and I believe Bobby Ross was the Citadel's head coach then. And it, and there's a awesome picture of that staff that he had that has uh, Jimmy Laycock on it, who won a whole bunch of games for the Tribe, uh, and uh, Ralph Region and Frank Beamer. You know, it's just amazing that that level of football then, you know, there was very little difference between the big boys and what is now uh, 1AA or uh, that has become FCS. You know, you, you could – play those teams and play them at your place. And, you know, it was, but I think that the folks who have, who were playing at that level when the split happened, not one of them has moved back up to that next level up. It's people who were either not division one, or in some cases didn't even have a football program. And they try to use playing supposedly at that same level as the Georgias and the Florida's and and the Clemson's and the Alabama's. To try to say, well, we're just as good as them, but and you're not really in any way. You know, you're, you're never going to be able to compete uh, at that level. All you're really going to do is waste a whole bunch of money. And if you have a really great season, you're going to get a nice reward. You're going to get to go to Shreveport and play in the Poulon Weed Eater Independence Bowl ten days before Christmas. <laughs> now, me, I'd rather try to play for a national championship than freeze my butt off in Shreveport on December twelfth.
1: I certainly <laughs> concur. Yes. Uh, Frisco's a much better destination for sure. Uh, Kevin Marshall is our guest. I think of schools like James Madison and Appalachian State, and I guess I haven't really paid a whole lot of attention to how well or how well they haven't done at division one, but there's been so much talk about North Dakota state moving up. I'm sure that has, that has maybe dwindled a bit in the last few weeks, but uh, your thoughts on that? Because if if you're if you're dominating in the division you're in, should you move up or should you stay there and just keep having fun?
2: I mean, I'd love to walk a mile in the shoes of some of the programs that you just mentioned. You know, try uh, being a Citadel Bulldog fan for four or five seasons, and tell me if you'd rather be a NDSU fan. You know, uh, it, it's it's how can you how can winning get old? I I, I just I guess I just don't understand that mindset uh, as as a fan of a program that hardly ever wins. But, boy, howdy, when they do, nobody enjoys it more than we do, right? So, uh, look, uh, the two teams have done fairly well up there in uh, FBS land. And, you know, maybe with the expanded playoff they're going to have up there, you know, once every 15 or 20 years they'll have a shot to get blown out by 35 points in the first round. But I, I just... I guess that it's just a difference in mindset, right? Would you rather play for something tangible and, and a national championship and get awarded a ring that says national championship on it? Or would you rather play for a ring that says camellia bowl champions? I don't know. I'm not quite sure what you're the champion of if you're handing out rings for uh, bowl games that aren't the bowl game that is the national championship game. So, uh, I, you know, I guess that's just a difference in viewpoint and you know, I guess some people have different goals for their football program. You know, one is not better than the other. One is not wrong. One is not right. It's just different. And, uh, you know, I, I don't have to like it, but would the subdivision be stronger if we still had those teams? Absolutely. Would NDSU have been able to do what they did if we still had all those teams? Probably not. But maybe. You never know.
3: I want to talk about your show here real quick because you mentioned you got about 60 affiliates now. Was there a year that your show really started to boom or was it just adding one to two and then it kind of, you know, the, the one plus two and then two plus four and kind of kept expanding out? Or was there one year or a couple of years that you saw FCS football really maybe even help that, that show become even bigger and get those affiliates even, even stronger?
2: Well, in the beginning it was slow but steady. But then once you were able to really go into a sports book in Las Vegas and bet on the game, that helped. Not going to lie, that helped tremendously. (laughs) Excuse me, because gamblers have another 60 football games that they can bet on. And since we were the only ones that were covering it on a national basis, of course, that helped us grow. That is absolutely true.
1: Okay, so what was uh, your – well, I don't, I'm trying to remember what your prediction was on the UND North Dakota State game last Saturday because I don't think any of us saw that coming. I just had Tom Dosh on the show a couple of days ago, who's the linebackers coach for the Fighting Hawks and he used to be the Northern, uh, Wolves head football coach until a couple of years ago. Uh, and, 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 you know, Bubba broke down when the game was over crying. He was so excited that they'd won. It was, they hadn't won in 20 years. Did
2: you see this coming? Um, I did not pick them, no, sir, and neither did Stone. But you could look, I, I caught a lot of flack in the preseason and, and, and then as we moved on to the first couple of weeks because I did not have the Bison in the top three. And people, you know, you're crazy if you don't think the Bison are a top team. Um, you don't follow FCS football if you don't think oh. the Bison are a top three team you've lost all credibility, I'll never listen to your show again because you don't think the Bison are in the top three. And we had Furman up there. And we had Western Carolina in our preseason top 25. And we had Idaho up there. Now, that's not looking as good as because Montana did beat them last week. But, uh, I mean, those were all things that that we call a lot of flack for. And, you know, that just comes with the territory, y'all. If you're going to put your opinion out there, then, you know, you're going to get criticized for it. And, uh, you know, I don't mind that. I just wish that the guys who were voting in the poll that uh, the conferences and the schools choose to recognize as being the poll, I just wish those guys would have the guts, all of them, to put their poll out there each week and take the criticism like we do. I think maybe only three or four of those guys actually do that. And I think that's a shame because if this thing is going to be used by the playoff committee, then everybody in the country deserves to know how everyone is voting the way that they do it in the FBS. If you're voting in that FBS poll, your vote is going to be known by every FBS person on the planet because they put it out there each week. There's a graph that shows how everybody votes, and I think that would be a great way if they would do that to hold those people accountable.
1: Kevin, is there another team in the country right now that can play with the Jackrabbits? And granted, yes. USD is undefeated yes. at this point, and they're going to be playing. If they both win Saturday, they'll be playing for first place in the Missouri Valley the following Saturday. But uh, Montana State played a great game at Brookings, you know, and, lo- and lost their quarterback during the game. I-, I still think Montana State and South Dakota State are the two best teams.
2: And I and I think you're right, but yes, there are teams that can play with them, and. You know, I'm, I look. I love the SoCon. I, I, I may be a little homerish there, but I think if you look at our top 25 poll, which is the pen tweet on our on our account, uh, there's two SoCon teams that certainly can: uh, Furman and Western Carolina, who play this Saturday in Colleyville, North Carolina. Uh, Western is a team that can go up and down the field with anybody offensively. I, you know, and the Jacks' defense is rated number two in FCS. They would slow Western down. But they're not going to be able to stop an offense like that completely. And Furman is more of your solid SOCON team. There's nothing really all that flashy about them. Their quarterback, Tyler Huff, is tough. That should be on a T-shirt. Huff is tough because he is. Uh, he's not a guy who's going to stand back there and throw it 50 times and pick you apart. But if he throws it 25 times for a buck 90 and a couple of touchdowns and runs the ball for 85 or 90 yards and a couple of touchdowns, they're tough to beat because their defense is legit. Western's defense is not as good. So this is one of those games that the contrast in styles. And, you know, styles make fights, as they say, and this one's going to be a heck of a fight in Colby. But I also think you have to look at South Dakota and North Dakota. Now, I know that uh, it's hard for Jacks fans to realize that, but, you know, look, this North Dakota team is a different team than the one that came uh, to Brookings to play. And if North Dakota can continue to win and get up there in the seed line, and people have to come to their place until they play one of the top two teams, they could go a long way. We all know that that uh, dome they play in, weird things happen there, and they're a much better team there. And I'm still a believer in Idaho. Uh, you know, Jason Eck has done fantastic things there with the Vandals in just his second season. They were exposed a little bit by the Grizz at home last week. I, I watched that whole game from the sideline, and I think Coach Eck made some decisions that he would like to have back uh, they were chasing points, you know, tr- uh, going for it on fourth down and not taking field goals when they could have uh, just because they were trying so hard to get back into the game. And But that's still a good team. Sacramento State is a good team as well. Now, they're not the same team they were last season, uh, you know, with the fine double quarterbacks they had and Cameron Scataboo, who's now playing at Arizona. But there's one team also laying in the weeds that's pretty darn good, and that's the Delaware Blue Hens, and they're just like Furman. They're not flashy. They don't have the quarterback like they had last season to throw it around 50 times, but they're relying on their defense and their running game, and we all know good defense and a good running game can take you a long way in the FCS playoffs.
1: Absolutely. Kevin, this is great. Uh, let's do this a little more often, a couple of more times during the course of the season. Does that work for
2: you? That's fantastic. All you have to do is ask, and I'm there, sir.
1: I appreciate it. Uh, thanks. Enjoy. You're going to be at that game in Carolina this weekend, I assume, right?
2: No, no sir. Not uh, not with that. Oh uh, no, Idaho no! Yeah, never mind. Yep, yep, that's right. So, uh, I will be ESPN plusing it this weekend with about five TVs and two laptops. And uh, so uh, my advice would be, if you want to reach out to me, do it because I'm going to be busy Saturday. All so. right.
1: <laughs> Get yourself better, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Kevin.
2: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Kevin Marshall, our guest.
1: We'll be right back. Find us at OverheadDoorSD.com. That's OverheadDoorSD.com.
4: Jeff Gould here. One of our daughters bought a mattress online for only $400. It's 18 months later. She's moving out. Leaving the mattress behind says it was a waste of money. (sighs) That's why I tell people, go to Comfort King, the original mattress factory of the Dakotas. Yes, price is important. More is who you buy it from. Don't waste your time and money on the cheap stuff. Get quality. Visit Comfort King Mattress Factory. They're the best in
2: the market. Comfort King, the original mattress factory of the Dakotas. Sweet dreams and better health, the way
4: Download our free cataract checklist at
1: Your joints are your connection points, and when they hurt, they stop you from moving freely. That's why at Sanford Health, our board-certified orthopedics and sports medicine experts are ready to help you safely restore your movement and relieve your pain with same-day joint replacement surgery options. These minimally invasive surgeries come with less risk and allow you to have a comfortable recovery at home. You don't need a referral to get started. Schedule a consultation today at SanfordHealth.org. You hear me talking about great life every day for a reason, and it's not just because my son Nick Ovenden is the president.
4: Actually, Dad, I honestly don't know if there's anybody who gets more out of their membership than you, and that's just with the golf you play. You spent half that time in the Uh, fitness
1: centers. What are you
4: implying? (laughs) Yep, any time of day. But as for straighter, I sure can't help with that. <laughs> I, I know that. <laughs> but our golf pro certainly or... <laughs> can. <laughs> Give us a call or stop by any of our locations to see what we're all about. Or go to joingreatlife.com. Live,
1: play, better at Great Life.
0: Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Corey Insurance, Dakota Beverage, Billion Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Rams, Speedway, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies.
1: And welcome back to the show. I hope you've had a good week listening to us. It's been great to have John Winkler here today. Uh, it's also great to have Lewis Drug on board with us. They've been with us pretty much since the beginning of the show. Not quite, but almost. And they've been with all of us since the beginning of time. 81 years ago is when they started, 1942. And when it comes to anything you might ever need, as I said the other day, I went and found bird seed for my mom. At Lewis Drug, and uh, and and was delighted to find out they had a variety to choose from, which just complicated my life. Uh, <laughs> so I went with the generic stuff because she has all kinds of different birds that uh, that land on her bird feeder right outside of her window. So it's uh, great to have Lewis Drug there to have pretty much anything we'll ever need, and uh, they're your first stop. They are your only stop. And when you're hungry, John, when you go to Arby's, what's your favorite meal?
3: It's hard to go against the roast beef sandwiches. I I mean everything that you you can get there is good, but it's it's just hard to beat the roast beefs.
1: Well, and and the the thing is with you, uh, being voice of the peer governors and on the road all the time, going to do ESD games and stuff, and coming to Sioux Falls, Arby's is pretty much anywhere you ever go. Exactly,
3: which and, is great, right? And, and and that that's where it is. It's just hard to beat those roast beef sandwiches because you can get it on the go. You know, because I I don't want to stay around very long after a game, but I I got to get something to eat after the game and on the drive back home. It's a three-hour drive back
1: home from anywhere.
3: From anywhere, <laughs> and, and so uh Arby's is a is a solid place to go every single time. It is.
1: Yeah, it's the beauty of being in the middle of the state, and that's the negative to being in the middle of the state. Right. Every single game you guys play is three hours away.
3: I I never have a horrible drive, but I never have a, a, a an easy drive.
1: No, it's not. Actually, that, that drive from 90 up to pier to me is just one of the hardest ones when you, when you're tired.
3: Well, and especially because there, you feel like you've been on 83 for a while, then you see the, the sign that says 15 miles to four pier, yeah. 17 to pier. I thought it was there. Yeah, you go. There's no <laughs> way. I've been driving for at least 30 minutes already.
1: All right. Well, this has been great. Uh, have fun tonight with your volleyball match. You're at O'Gorman tonight and, uh, good luck with the playoffs in the, uh, in football. We may be, I'll be asking you probably to, to stream some of your stuff. I've used oh. some of your your highlights so far this year. It's been great.
3: Absolutely. It's, it's a good time.
1: Well, thanks for being here, John. Thank uh, you for having me. You have a wonderful weekend. Have a great night tonight. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening. And we're back again on Monday. Have a great weekend.
0: woo <laughs>